Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Hey there, this is Nicole. I have a few announcements. We've got voicemail. The number is 662-446-2834. It's a Google Voice account, uh, oddly in like Indiana or something. Anyway, but you can leave messages about the show, comments, or stories on my voicemail and I can play them on the air. Also, Found Down has new merch. I have a new Found Down mug that reads, 2020, the year of the nurse, and God gave us COVID. Um, <laughs> go check out the merch store founddownpodcast.com. Remember, Christmas is coming up. Additionally, I'm designing a fabulous nurses retreat this June, and I would love to incorporate your thoughts, desires, and wants into this. I want this to be equal parts vacation, reward, relaxation, education, and celebration. To stay in the loop, you'll want to subscribe to my Unwound Retreats email list. There's a link on founddownpodcast.com, and so it'll take you right over there. Okie dokie, let's get to it. In light of the heaviness of last week's show, I am so pleased for today's episode. I've brought Susan Collins back. She's back. We're talking and swapping funny nursing stories, and boy, did we have fun. I really hope you enjoy it and have a good belly laugh in there. We did let the curse words rip, so make sure you got your headphones on and there aren't any kiddos around. See ya. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson, and I am so stoked because I have Susan Collins back on the show. She was in, uh, she was on the third episode where she did trauma season. She, Susan is an experienced ICU nurse with longstanding history working in the trauma ICU. She's now the magnet program coordinator. And we're going to, we're going to lighten the mood. You know, <laughs> so um, we're hopefully going to tell some funny nursing stories or stories uh, of, you know, relevant topics um, and maybe some just funny, funny nurse shit. But before I get going with that, how are you doing today, Susan? I'm excellent. This is such a welcome break in the mundane nonsense that I'm currently mired in. So I am so excited to talk to you. Ah, well, I'm happy to create a break for you. Um besides work and everything, like, how are you actually doing? 
I have a ton of survivor guilt. I don't want to make this about me at all, but I really, um, I've moved offices, so we don't, we're not even on the main campus anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm still very much in touch with a lot of clinical nurses um, doing the grittiest of gritty work right now. And I'm sort of washing from the bleachers with my, you know, with my warm coat on and they're in the mud and the muck, just sorting it out. And um, I really feel a ton of empathy mm -hmm. and um, hope that Thanksgiving is not going to be the absolute, you know, shenanigans that I think, I think it actually will be, I, but I, do too. I don't know. I'm a little... How are you? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm waiting for the tsunami to hit. It's really weird. It feels really weird. Like watching our numbers double and um, just knowing what the projections are. And then, oh my God, Susan, I fucking couldn't take it. Like like a, the couple days before Thanksgiving, I think it was like Tuesday, you know, and then obviously Thanksgiving was a Thursday. I was taking care of a patient and he wanted to watch the news all day. And he was great. He was an awesome patient. He was, he was like a peach. Um, but, <laughs> um, uh, he wanted to watch the news all day and it was like, our numbers in the United States are skyrocketing and we've hit the all time high. Now back to you at the, at the airport for the biggest travel day of the year. And I was just like, ah, no, you know, fuck. Just, I know I've never been so close to having full like tantrum meltdown, like toddler tantrums. <laughs> <laughs> kicking my feet tantrums yeah, like, about that because I mean what we know and I mean the public should know this but what we know is that you'll see those numbers spike in 10 days you know and then then it's like all of these little all these places are gonna have these like super spreader events it's like totally preventable are you seeing too your your friends on the Facebook or other social media Instagrammy things that are like just having a socially distant wine tasting party with my friends and this is the only time we didn't have our masks on and we're at and you're just like I want to reach through and like throat punch these people because it's like you are in the business of healthcare mm -hmm. and you know what's up mm -hmm. and you here you are okay it's one thing to do stupid things but it's a second thing entirely to put it up there for the world to absolutely judge you mm -hmm. for it like that's the hard part for me is like oh oh, so you're just going to go flying across the United States to visit someone when you really don't need to. And then you're going to post about it and expect us to somehow like give you a thumbs up on that, you know, just fuck all the way off. Really, yeah. really. I, That's hard for me. It's hard. Luckily, I don't see it too much, but um, <laughs> I did. I'm going to talk about this and the person that listens to this podcast is going to hear it. Um. <laughs> I I watched somebody that I know on their Instagram feed who who <laughs> is a nurse um mm. post about oh shit I should probably cut this out but, but no but, public shaming is real and it's useful and it's absolutely helpful so publicly shame these people well, shame he he posted this video of like getting in a fucking like 18 foot limo stretch limo with like 12 other guys inside it's my bubble that's my bubble nicole 
I'm maybe, I mean, okay, I could put it at the benefit of the doubt. It's that, well, whatever. I was going to say he could have gotten tested. All these people could have gotten tested, but that's just one moment in time. And I could say, okay, well, maybe he had it. I don't know if he had it. Um, I just was wondering, person, what were you doing? Why was it okay? Why was it okay? Uh, it's, it's funny how we know better, but we won't do better. And that's just, that's really like, that's who we are as human beings. And I say publicly shame because it does work. But honestly, like we'd be totally like robots if we didn't sort of sort of do some nonsense too. Like not, I don't know, not to that level, I think, but we're humans and we're just trying to get through the day. And sometimes you got to do stupid stuff. Like, I don't know, get into a, a limo with like 20 of your best friends and be in an absolutely enclosed space where we know this is an airborne thing and we're all going to just breathe that same air. So good luck to, you know, know, thoughts and prayers to whoever your pal is. I hope it went okay. And I, I know. Hope I mean, that's the end of the day. That's the truth. Boy. The t- truth is that you don't want this, these scenarios to be super spreader events. And we, you know, I just heard of somebody, their work with somebody else, or somebody connected to somebody, you know, who was at a Thanksgiving, just found out, oh shit, someone went, was at Thanksgiving with COVID. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, oh, nobody's surprised over here, but like, you know, now yeah. it's like, okay, you got to quarantine or keep yourself away or wait until these people test positive and then see if you're going to be fucking positive. Like, I don't know. It's very fatalist. It's very, I think it, it feels to me like a lot of times, and again, sitting on the sidelines, watching the, watching the game play out with everyone being battered and bruised and like, you know, literal like pressure injuries from their masks yeah. and s- screaming and begging for PPE and, you know, not, they're getting like raging urinary tract infections because no one can eat or drink, you know, and then it's like, why? So what, you know what I mean? I'm already sacrificing. I think, I think I'm going to just risk it because it's so my mental health is at risk. And I think if I need to go wine tasting with, you know, my six girls from my sorority, I guess then, you know what I mean? It's like the calculated risk that they're they're taking. And I just, I don't know. It's hard not to harsh on it, but it's also really understandable too, to some extent. Yeah. If you, you look at it logically and not like, W-T-A-F. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it in the last episode of Marie. It's like we, all the, all of us are like, we're just, we're fighting it. We're fighting an uphill battle. It does feel like, it does feel like war. Like what the fuck? There will be those of us during this time and, and or people during this time and we'll have to reflect what did, what do we do? What was our part in this national tragedy? What right. were we doing? Were we, were we complicit? What, like, did you, were you able to say you had a positive impact on this tragedy or were you just such a bunch of selfish motherfuckers? I know. And you think that kind of scares me straight though? No, listening to that, it makes sense. Cause I think what scares me straight seriously and like makes me refuse invitations or refuse the temptations of like well you know it's an outdoor seating area at the restaurant like I that that I don't want to be responsible for telling people where I've been like I can't like the contact tracing yeah is gonna be like ay yeah yeah like I guess I didn't need to go to the mall 
geez, but you know, Justice was having a sale and my daughter needed leggings. Like I could have got them online, but you know what I mean? Like those sorts of things that you just, yeah. Wrestle, I mean, wrestle. I, I have not stayed just in my house. You know, I'm going to work. I've sat um, on a, you know, a patio and had social distanced, well, just had, you know, beers with Rob, but like away from other people. But like right. for some people, that's too much. For some people, now I sound like a hypocrite. And for, you know, like you said, it's all about mitigated risk. And some people, their mental health, they do need to fly across the country to see their family. Um, and it is just all about like, I don't know. But I do think they're, that that's different, I think, from the just everybody out there who's not wearing, what do they call them, mask holes? The, yeah, the people that works. <laughs> the people that are out there not wearing masks and just pretending like life hasn't changed. Like life has changed. The way that mm-hmm. we inter- interact with everybody has changed. I have a easier time with nurses and healthcare professionals sort of skirting the rules than I do with the you know the average layperson who's like, well, I don't really think it's as big as deal, or it's only a two percent mortality rate. Like, f- what? Like that part's hard for me in fact I've had to like sort of thread a little bit of a script in my brain so that when I am at the QFC or whatever grocery store shopping and I'm trying to dash in and dash out and I see the you know the jackasses with the mask over the mouth but the nose is hanging out and it's like nope goes over your mouth and (laughs) a couple people give me looks I bust out my badge I'm like I'm a nurse it's science (laughs) your nose and your mouth are connected to your airway so goes over your nose like I'm just going to just be matter of fact. And I hate having to think about blasting through the grocery stores like that. But you know what? Part of the nurse's responsibility, our nurse's creed, if you will, is to protect public health. Yeah, for sure. Our responsibility. You got to do it. For sure. I was, I was at the, um, I could pick something up at a, like the corner store. And there was a guy that was not wearing a mask. And I was surprised that like the person that owns the store didn't say anything to them, but they don't, they've met, talked to me before. They don't want to get into conflict, but the guy was like really fucking close to me. And I just said, can you give me some space? If you're not going to wear a mask, please. Thank you. And he back. He, but how did he, he backed up. That's good. But I was just was like, I gotta get the, I don't, I'm sorry. I have a penchant for swearing, but <laughs> like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you do. No, you need to get out. Your swearing is fine. You're really like, you're in good company here. I promise this episode will be funny. I know you guys are like, wait, what? (laughs) Wait, this is supposed to be funny. But but I, it's, we're warming up. Yes. We got to ease into it. We got to get the shit off our chest first and then we can let loose. That's absolutely right. right. It's absolutely right. There's a method here, I think. So I thought we would share some of our funniest stories and we're going to try to do this in a way that's hopefully not going to violate anybody or make us seem like terrible healthcare professionals. <laughs> well, I think that ship is sailed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we will we will keep protected. We will protect the patients that we have seen. We will. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Mostly. We're. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get, I just thought I would ask you to use something in a sen- sentence. Okay. Because to the people out there, they don't know. They don't know what this means. Walkie-talkie. And I'm not talking about COVID units. (gasps) Oh, yeah. That's like a patient where if the shit hit the fan, they could actually take care of other patients for you. 
exactly right? right. Like this is who I would use in a disaster plan to like help me move people out. Yeah. Like just waiting to go. Yeah. Right. I mean, a, a good day is like, you know, you got two walkie talkies. You're like, great. You know, basically very, very stable patients who could probably almost leave the hospital. Yes. Yeah, so close. Although Harborview has quite a few that, you know, we keep because they have placement issues and stuff like that, but they, you know, everyone deserves some, some time here and some love and care. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> do you ever try to, do you ever, do you avoid saying frequent flyers names when you're on the unit? Like what, what happens if you say a frequent flyer name on the, on your unit? Oh, I think everyone does the collective. Well, we call it kind of going boneless in the chair where you just kind of like, everyone just kind of slumps a little like here we go you know like because oftentimes they don't they're they're with multiple medical comorbidities psychosocial comorbidities you know it's complex those people that come back to our unit are complex and it it is you know sometimes it's better not knowing what you're getting into yeah I feel and the frequent flyers, you kind of know what you're getting. I know, into. and I love a fr- I love our frequent flyers, um, for sure. It's just funny. I feel I feel like if you say their name, like if you're talking about them with another nurse, you know, then you're like, oh well, shoot, they're gonna pop in the ED now immediately. We'll see them. Haven't seen them in months. You start talking about them, and then they show up. There are a couple though that are like, oh, I wonder why they're back. Because if you're in the trauma surgical ICU, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, something, something went wrong or, you know, like, uh, sometimes we'll have, you know, surgery infection, you know, stuff like that, that, oh, it sucks that they're back or, you know, they're, they're, they're frequent flyers through no fault of their, their own, mm-hmm. you know, that just happens to be the cards were dealt in that way for them medically. Yeah. And I know they're really lovely people. And you just sort of get that big, like big mom empathy, like, darn it. I was rooting for you. You know, we always are rooting for our patients. Uh, Always. Always. I think, yeah, we, uh, I'm often reminded of just how people just have just terrible luck sometimes. And it's just no fault of their own that they just wind up with like, a really bad organ disease or really complicated GI stuff or whatever it is, you know? I heard one of our surgeons refer to it as PPP. And he was like, you know, and just in rounds, like, gosh, you know, just PPP. And we were just like looking at each other like, what? You know, piss poor protoplasm. Like just the luck of the draw with the DNA you were assigned. Like it just, it's unfair. Mm -hmm. Like hit after hit after hit after hit after hit after hit this isn't funny um but like this this no I mean (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say something terrible um like I remember where there was this lovely 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 lady who had just some sort of like I don't know mesh procedure for whatever reason and um unbeknownst to her had had some really bad connective tissue disease and so then, you know, her abdomen and all of it just started to fall apart and like literally. And um, anyway, I was just like, it could just happen to anybody. It could happen to all of us. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel very lucky. I'm going to knock on my, my little wooden head here to be grateful for yeah. what I've got so far. Right. I'm getting something. Rem- As I'm entering my twilight years. I know. 
I'm going, I'm going to the doctor on Friday. I'm getting something removed from my uterus. And like, hopefully it's, this is TMI, but like, hopefully it's, you know, fine. It probably will be, but it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Um, knowing, seeing too much is one of those things that knowing too much is a, a not a good thing for <laughs> I know. I had, I had some upper left quadrant pain a couple months ago and I was like, oh, I was literally waving goodbye to my coworkers on my way to the CT scan. I'm like, you guys, you can have my plant. And I was just like parsing out my fucking belongings because I was 100% convinced that I had like pancreatic cancer, you know. You're sequestering <laughs> all your white cells in your spleen. <laughs> It's go. It's good. To, it was really good working with all of you. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be on death's bed, death's door for a while, and turned out to be like probably gas. I don't know. It was nothing. <laughs> like, you know, we just go there in our heads, Amazing. like, oh, it's just a giant tumor, yeah. but it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's everything's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sign me up for overtime. I know. I'm good. I know. <laughs> I literally have like a little bit of like, okay, Rob. I need to tell you some things <laughs> before. No. So that's a, that is a, I'd be a terrible friend if I let you go through with that. Um, that's a no. Do not need to have that conversation. It's premature. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So now that we have a good role going, do you want to, um, do you want to go first? Or I, yeah, why don't you go first? Okay. I want to hear your stories. Okay. Well, this is probably, I'll tell this one first. <laughs> so I was taking care of this guy and he was, he was sick. He wasn't crazy sick, but he was somewhere in the middle and his wife was, you know, at his bedside the whole time. Um, and I go in to, you know, it was whatever I was nurse all day long I go in and I realize I need to do some peri care which is you know Mm. cleaning around the groin area right and um (laughs) I say to the man okay I'm gonna touch your penis um because you always want to say what you're doing and you know and his wife goes no it's his dick call it his dick and I was like what no. Okay. 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 I'll I'll call it. That's not in the nursing handbook, ma'am. No, it's like I I mean okay. Okay. Really? No. I mean it's. I'm sorry, sir. I'm gonna touch your penis. No, it's his dick. Call it his dick. I was like, okay, okay, fine, fine. Well, so lo and behold, I need another hand to get some help, you know, for the big turn and all this stuff. And I think this was like the second time in the day. And um, I get one of my nurse friends to come come in the room. And um, I'm like, okay. And so, you know, introduce the nurse. And then I'm like, okay, so I'm going to clean your dick. And she looked at me like she was was like, what? What is wrong with you? Why would you ever refer to a patient's penis as his dick and I was just kind of gave her the eyes of like we'll talk we'll t- later I'll tell you put a little pin in this one I'll tell you we'll later I'll tell you later I'm tell I promise you I'm not I'm not that I'm just not it's anyway it was just hysterical oh my god because she I love that was just like 
what is wrong with you? Why would you? Why would Why you? Why would you do that? Why would you? Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And you're trying to honor the patient's wife's request. I know. And she, but she was so adamant. It was a total dick out of context. That's not your fault. You were actually being professional. I know. I was, I was following what they wanted. <laughs> I did what they asked. I had called a dick a dick. I upheld I mean, it. I upheld their witches. You sure upheld I it. I upheld <laughs> I fucking did. I'm sure that's how you got to clean these things, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love oh, it. I love those uh, things. So funny. Those silly moments. So awkward. That was a good, good, good laughter. It's hard, you know, when you find yourself in the room with somebody and something really wild is happening or so incredibly funny and like I cannot tell you how many shoulders I have had to bury my face in turn you know turning a patient or like oh we're gonna you know an unconscious patient who you know we're just wiping down and admitting and you remove the gown and oh look a tattoo on the junk you know like it's just like wow yeah wow and like how do you stifle that like I have no poker face on a good day and then you interject like a good old-fashioned snake tattoo on the junk I mean it's it's I'm sorry it's hard not to want to laugh I mean (laughs) I think it's gotta come out honestly I bet they know that I bet if they were awake that that would be they would know like you know it's a laughing matter if it is a yeah most I would think the people who are brave enough and have the fortitude to get ink done and the most sensitive areas of their body like that yeah they probably knew what they're getting into and they know what kind of reaction they're gonna get and they get it it's amazing and hilarious and I was listening times. listening to um <laughs> mm, there was somebody telling stories about this isn't funny um but it is um <laughs> somebody finding a bunch of things under people's panaces oh my god that's a coffee table book waiting to happen. Get on it. It's a million dollar idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I'll say is a dead cat. Get out of here. Dead cat. <clears throat> One of our neuro nurses found a tuna sandwich. <gasps> so imagine that uh, odor, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, and then yeah. you think, though, so then you back up. I mean, there's so much happening for that person. But wait, let me let me get back to you. A cat. Uh-huh. A dead a cat, cat. Like a I, I mean, must have been a kitten, poor kitten. I think it might, you just wonder how, like I, I myself have only found the loosest of change <laughs> under a pan. Smothered, <laughs> smothered. Oh, well, at least it died a nice huggy kind I of I know, death. just like, went out. Like, warm, kinda, cozy with go. this person. <laughs> the, the pet lover in me is kind, kind of grossly grateful for that I that know. way it's, like, it's Ugh, a good way to I say good night yeah night night like but didn't wouldn't you feel the scratching like of the the cat like yeah I'm trying to get it i don't know. to get its way out you, i mean so there, there this is like you you think about these folks who are in this condition obviously you've got to have a lot of like mental health shit going on because yeah, that's a good point. like you if you end up at that size and some people you know, have medical issues that makes them gain weight and whatever. I'm not trying to be a <laughs> fat shamer at all. No, please. Yeah. This COVID weight is really 
making me very sensitive about my panis, Nicole. So you don't have a panis. <laughs> um, I'm working on it. <laughs> my cats are safe, you guys. <laughs> my, cats are all, my cats are all accounted for. <laughs> I know for. where they all are. They they have all. I have two cats, and they are they are home. They're safe. They're safe. <laughs> not with me. Oh They're not buried under the panis. <laughs> yeah, I love these. I have a good story for you, but it's a fire. At, it's a Susan Susan Collins firefighter story. Well, I love those stories. You guys, you, you know, the last episode we talked a little bit about my background and it's never my background. It's always just who I am. But I was thinking about this episode and I was thinking about some of the hardest I've ever laughed in my life telling a story. And this story that I'm going to tell you guys comes from the heart of the Sonoma Valley in Sonoma, California, also known as the Valley of the Moon. So any of my friends listening from Sonoma, shout out to you all. I love you very much. Um, But when I was a firefighter paramedic, we were often paired um, with an EMT partner. And the two ambulances in the Sonoma Valley served collectively about 100 square miles, with most of it rural, very rural. That's a hard thing to say. Rural, I know, rural. Um, rural. It's <laughs> very rural. Sonoma <laughs> Valley. A lot of high speed uh, motor vehicle accidents because it's wine tasting and there's, you know, lots windy of roads you know, and windy roads. It's lovely. And so, um, What's kind of hard is that sometimes you respond not with the city department that you are with, but rather some of the rural volunteer fire departments that, you know, they're just off-duty winery guys or farmers or ranchers, and they are amazing. They're so skilled, and it's just the only problem is is there's a delay in getting the engine to respond to the ambulance. We rotated on, you know, sometimes we were on the engine in the city, and sometimes we were on the ambulance covering this square miles mm-hmm. okay to the point I get dispatched with my EMT partner at like oh dark 30 like one in the morning and um we get these these stories are always usually the middle of the night we get dispatched to, to single vehicle rollover way way out in the hinterlands like oh my god and I know it's going to be forever for the volunteers to get up put their pants on get to the trucks get to the station get in the engine and then meet us there so I'm like already thinking like how am I gonna you know in your mind when you have so much time to respond you start thinking all right airway breathing circulation I'll be tubing this guy's gonna hang some fluids for me we'll call for a helicopter and fly this guy out or this person out Mm -hmm. and just start pre-planning and I was a really new medic and I hadn't really seen I mean I've been an EMT since I was 19 or 18 and I had seen some things but not a ton of things so we arrive on scene and it's this van a white van completely over on its I mean upside down on the roof and it's the Uh roof is caved in and you know I don't like I'm trying to think of like it's probably taken us about 15 minutes to get from dispatch to the to the scene and thankfully I couldn't see anything. I couldn't gain access to the van. There was a woman in the van and I had my headlamp on and I had my jump bag, which had like the immediate stuff you need. And I thought, oh shit. And she's like, back door. And so I'm like, cool. So she's talking airway and breathing are good. Like, right. And she's mentating. So she has some circulation, but she is upside down and pinned into this truck. So I open up the back doors and I got my headlamp on and I like open the door and it's like chaos. There's all this like shit everywhere. And as I'm looking, my fucking God, all I can see 
now I'm, I'm crawling on what is the, like the roof, roof of the of van. The van. Mm-hmm. There's seats, like stalactites dangling. And I'm trying to negotiate and dripping off some of these seats is this clotty just, and I'm like, oh my fucking God. And I literally paused, Nicole, because I was like, this was career defining for me. Like, I cannot, I, and I can't see her face and she's like moaning. And I'm like, what am I going to come up? Just me in there. Like, I can't push someone else ahead of me and be like, you You go first. (laughs) So I'm like crawling. I'm like, ma'am, are you okay? She's like, yes, yes. And she's crying. (laughs) Help me. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking help you because I don't want to see your head exploded. There's clotty shit just dripping from now what is the ceiling off the seats. Oh, Oh, no. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to crawl up there. And I'm look, I'm like looking and I get up to her and she is covered in this goo. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> looking at her, she is pristine. I'm like looking, I'm feeling her head. I'm trying to hold C-spine. I'm like trying to like just secure her. And I'm doing this quick with my with my flashlight waving my head around like a maniac trying to see her. I'll be goddamned if I did not enter a bakery truck with cherry fucking pies. I <laughs> was all that was. We're pink bakery boxes, and the place was full. It was the most delicious, <laughs> delicious scene I've ever been on. But I was so like, I like was pooping my pantaloons crawling through there. Like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to. It's gonna give me nightmares. And it was just like, oh, just crust and some pie. Oh, this is all right. So it was so bizarre. And like my partner was like, Do you need anything in there? And as I'm crawling through before knowing it, I'm like, I don't know, this looks bad, dude. Just like stand by, like hold up. Like I can hear her, but get these get an ETA on this engine because we're going to need to extricate her and fly her in her, you know, open head. Right, right, right. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. It was such a relief. I'm like, what is all this? She's like, I'm delivering pies and they're going to be so mad at me. I'm like, oh bitch, like don't don't even worry about the pie. Like I thought it was your, I don't know. Like that is amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. What What are the chances? I don't know, but it was, it was like, again, like it was that moment where you're like, can I hack this? Can I see this? Can I do this? Am I like, am I a strong enough human being Uh to like Mm -hmm. manage the tasks Mm -hmm. in the face of the gore? Mm -hmm. You know, I think I am, but Mm -hmm. am I Mm -hmm. just pie, Susan, you're good. Mm -hmm. It's just pie. (laughs) Oh my God. I love the pie story. That's so good. (laughs) That is so good. I just, I am beyond like I can't even believe that that happened to you or that that happened just because like that's some exorcist or not exorcist sorry that's some uh poltergeist jelly goo there yeah you're like what the hell dark with just a headlamp it's like mm, nearly impossible to to tell and what's funny now knowing what I do know now from all the years in EMS and trauma is that much blood would have produced an absolute smell Oh, right. You would know right yes. away. Cause uh, yeah. But now, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's all olfactory, right? We have all sorts of scent memories mm-hmm. in our poor nurse brains. That oh man, I'm smelling chi I bleed right now. Yep. Oh, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. You listeners out there yeah. in the MICU mm-hmm. <laughs> with your Minnesota tubes. Oh yeah. Gross. 
<laughs> oh my god shout out to my mickey brothers and sisters in your helmets in your tubes gross jesus gross, gross. yeah Ugh. it's in well i was gonna say it's incredible how much uh, a person can bleed out i mean but honestly you have eight to ten liters right and eight eight to ten liters of blood yeah yeah, but you can replace. Yeah, replace and no, it. and no, no pie filling turns out. No, nope, nope. not made of pie filling. <laughs> <laughs> Although I really did my part this Thanksgiving. If you have to know, if you must know, I tried to become mostly pumpkin pie. I did my best. Okay, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> you are what you eat. So yes, pumpkin yeah. pie. Yeah. Oh my god, I for some yeah. reason I was just thinking how freaking disgusting I am as a nurse. Be like, because I mean, you, you know, you think of like, <clears throat> you have a crazy day, you're starving, you haven't, you know, you could just like shove down a nurse cheese and like, and then wipe an ass in yeah. like the next 30 seconds. Like, and then, yeah, I don't know, whatever, but just that's the way that it is. Right. Because <laughs> you just have to turn it on, turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Or we're just having lunch and talking about like, oh the you know open femur and whatever you know you just it just you just forget <laughs> you forget your mind and body your mind and appetite sort of can separate I think you're right oh god yeah, yeah. I don't know I have a um I have one more but it's a well I have a couple more but you're talking about wiping ass I have a good ICU ass wiping story if you want to mm-hmm. hear it then I'm gonna turn it back to you okay but this is I think this is might be one of my favorite trauma ICU stories and that is, we had this guy who was in a high-speed motor vehicle accident, um, trying to run away from some law enforcement, and he wrecked himself. He checked; he did not check himself, and he therefore did, in fact, wreck himself. <laughs> and he ended up with us, and he had to go down to the OR for like a bunch of like hardware and stabilization and stuff. And he came back to us intubated, and he was going to be intubated for a bit, mm-hmm. and we're selling him in, and you know the end of the shift is coming around or I don't even remember if it was the end of the shift, but we were like <clears throat> getting ready to turn him. And as I roll him, you know, we're just holding C-spine, just doing the whole thing and we're going to roll him. And this dude let loose what appeared to be, he sh- basically shot out a hay bale what? <laughs> of, of pot. <laughs> This this new new member of our unit had been chewing and eating pot while he was evading the cops because back in those days it was illegal and so he did not want to be caught with an entire brick so <laughs> you know seriously like let's just let's just pause a moment and talk about the skill that takes to evade the cops and also eat and chew a big old bag of dry marijuana uh-huh. you know yeah. So it came out almost exactly the way it went in. I'm 100% sure. <laughs> had we had we the, the 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 enterprising brains that we should have had, we could have dried it and resold it. However, the smell oh my that god permeated the entire floor. It was like Uncle Ike's on like a hot day. And like <laughs> nurses from other units were like we heard this that we heard this dude shout out some pot and like you could any common area was just straight up 
that's dope smell and like <laughs> visitors are like oh hey yo, no, you're, what's new? right you're marijuana friendly we're like oh my god and like we could not we're like do we flush it is it evidence <laughs> the just this whole like discussion about like what do we do with this chucks full of shout out pot brick yeah <laughs> what do we do with it is it you know if we were like contraband we're gonna flush it like yeah you know what we're right. good like we're we're not narcs <laughs> we're not snitches on anyone we're just trying to do our job and clean this guy up and but the smell stayed for oh my god let me just tell you also like no amount of febreze or clove oil or that you know yeah a lavender fico, spray yeah none of it none of it trumps it none of it does it's all it was there forever oh <laughs> it forever. poor guy oh man wow that's amazing that that it looked like hey i was like wow what, what is, is this oh, naughty 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 and then the smell hit us and we were like yeah yeah you did that we Good, strong work, oh my sir. god this is not a story i was gonna tell somebody at some point in time who was a patient of ours who actually this is an evading cop story so um he this guy was pulled over and he decided he had cocaine on him and he decided to swallow the baggie. Oh no. Uh, it was a saran wrap baggie of cocaine. And then he realized, and he, so the cop didn't, the cop let him go, whatever, whatever. But this guy was like, "Uh Oh, Oh shit. Oh no. I think, Oh God, maybe I made a bad decision here. So he checked himself in to, you know, the hospital for observation until he passed the baggie or it opened up and he died or whatever, you know? Um, and so we were all like, like, how's he doing? How's he doing? Cause you know, you're fine until you're not fine. It was like, Oh God, Oh God. You know, we'd watching his like vital signs, like a hawk and like checking in on him. And, and, uh, but eventually, eventually he passed the baggie and it was, or the saran wrap thing of Coke and it was all fine. And, um, he obviously would never do that again, but he was so terrified. I mean, he was basically just completely terrified, like the whole night stay that he was with us because he's like, you know, just waiting, 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 waiting for something really bad to happen. Luckily, yes, luckily he was fine, but we also aren't, aren't narcs either. So. Oh, you know, we just destroy the. It's like literally like the time bomb. Like, oh, please like, let no, this no, just no, go no, through. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so scary. You don't know. I'm surprised he didn't like just be like, hey, like pump my stomach or like, I need some Ipecac. I'm gonna vomit this thing up. Yeah. You know. I know. Or was too much time had passed, and then he was just like, it's been hours. Maybe and it's probably in my lower intestine now. Probably. I don't know. Listen to me. We're like trying to figure this out. Like, what, if, yeah, what I happened? Right. <laughs> but, my if it, are but if it, it wasn't an intact, so it was just saran wrap. So if you think if you took, if you swallowed Epicac, then with the violence of throwing it up, like open the baggie and then there, or the no. saran wrap and then there you go. Fair point. I have no idea. I yeah, don't know either. I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's, that was brave. <laughs> Criminals are brave. Oh my God. So there was this one guy that we took care of who was found down, but he was found down because he was hiding from the cops for nine days and like went into renal failure. <gasps> and like, so he stopped peeing. Yeah. He and his 
what girlfriend uh, tried to rob a bank <clears throat> or robbed a bank and then was hiding from the cops for nine days. And I don't know what it was or what precipitated his renal failure or his kidney failure and um, basically severe metabolic acidosis. And, you know, he basically PEA arrested and needed CPR and was so they were thinking he was going to be brain dead. I just have to tell you, this is crazy. So have you had people like partially herniate their brain and then they're okay? Like, Oh no. Yeah. Not, not then just like decide to rally. Yeah. So they were, they were, for me at least. they were convinced his, his ex-wife was hit. So he was split up from his ex-wife. Um, let me back up. The guy was really sick. Okay. So he was in the ICU for a long time because of this whole arrest and everything and renal failure, organ dysfunction, organ failure, all that. And, um, his ex-wife is there and he's like, she's like, pull the plug, pull the plug, pull the plug, you know, but she's not the TVOA at all. She doesn't make the decisions. And his girlfriend, even though she must've not been the decision maker either, but, um, was like, no, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And sure enough, he, because he had had some really bad imaging on his brain, some anoxic brain injury from the lack of oxygen because he was down for a while. And um, he, you know, he... He shook it he off. He shook it up. He lived. Like, he, like he came back, <laughs> like six months later or something in a wheelchair to say, Hey, and thank you. And we were like, Oh my God, holy Not shit. The wildest. And he, um, they did have to do jail time. So they, <laughs> they had to, you know, they, they're congratulations. You lived, but here's also your sentence. I, I don't know where <laughs> the jail time came in, you know, like in his recovery or whatever from his, um, arrest but his that is no his physical arrest versus his criminal arrest but yikes anyway he lived he lived that's amazing was he on meth by chance i bet was he a meth you know there's i would love to see some studies out of the protective measures of methamphetamine they live forever I i really think i really think there's something really interesting happening with that either the population or the biochemical reactions that happen, but I swear it's like, oh well, you know, basically indestructible. You can't kill them. You know? I mean, they. Nope. I mean, they can't kill themselves. Fascinating to me. I mean, like, oh, I just leapt off the, uh, you know, I five overpass and swam it off. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, how do you? How do you? T- what? What is this? How are people superheroes? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, really Im- impressive. One of the biggest lies ever told, Nicole, one of the biggest fucking lies ever told in the universe is where nursing school leads you to believe that you have any say in anything that happens in your unit or your patients. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that I think about, like, you start thinking about like how it's going to go or like you're writing people off in your head because you would never do that out loud with your out loud voice. You would never Mm -hmm. be like, there's no way this guy's going to make it, you know, because the minute you sort of allow yourself to not say it out loud because you just that's just you just don't say that sort of thing you just not at least in front of family but maybe to each other like this guy's yeah it doesn't look good not right Mm -hmm. or yeah yeah but like I swear to god I see this all the time like people doing horribly like decorticate or decerebrate posturing or like the anoxic twitches and you're like oh this is bad this is bad and then (laughs) oh look in their chart oh they're meth addicts sweet like (laughs) 
they're going to pull through. Like, no, it's really wild. Like the minute no you way. think you have some sort of say in them, not maybe that might be a slight exaggeration, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, you think people are just, there's nothing. It's so shockingly, oddly comforting to know how resilient the human body can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. I don't even know where I was going with that point, but uh, yeah, no, but meth, 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 uh, saves lives. <laughs> yes. Yes. Meth. Do lots of meth. Wear your mask when you're doing your meth though, please. Oh. And don't get to with other people and then post it on Instagram right. when you're doing your meth. Right. Right. Just okay. Note to self. I have a funny story from when I was a baby nurse. I was a baby ICU nurse and I was still being precepted. I was being precepted. I think I was being precepted by Des, actually. Aww. And um, <clears throat> I didn't know it, but I had a shitty fucking group. I had like a terrible assignment, like something that was really a hard assignment to have. I didn't know. I didn't know. I just, but I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it. It's going to be fine. But I don't, you know, and uh, one of my patients was totally delirious and had dementia <laughs> and he was in his 80s um well is I'll wait uh, <clears throat> he was I don't remember exactly why he was there I'm guessing probably hyponatremia or something like that oh, um but anyway he would uh he would always get up but he didn't want to you know he would never do anything that you wanted him to do but like <laughs> <laughs> I was in his room. I was going to get him out of bed. And um, he kept sitting in a way. And he was like <laughs> smushing the hell out of his nuts. And he was making him so mad. Like, you know, he was like, <laughs> his poor <laughs> testicles were like way behind him, like way behind him. And he wasn't with it enough. To, and he kept scooting forward and just like, just, and he was like, Aah! and like, um, I, uh, I was like, sir, sir, just stand up, st stand up and then, sit, then we'll readjust and keep going. And, um, he, can't, he did it. I think he did it a couple more times and he was so oh mad God. and, uh, but he hauled off and he punched me, but that's, I mean, he punched me in the arm, not in the face or anything, but I was like shook because I was like, what the, what the fuck just happened? But yeah. I just kept, I just couldn't believe it. Cause I was like, dude. You're just stop sitting on your, you're just sitting on your own nuts. Like this is, <laughs> this is what's causing you your insane amount of pain right now. It's just, this is the metaphor for COVID in 2020. We're all just sitting on our own nuts right now. That's it. That's the, that's the motto as we wrap up this bullshit year. Can we all just stop sitting on our own nuts and just wear a mask and stop getting together with your sweet friends that know better? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't hide your cats under your pants we're learning so much right. today you guys right. don't sit this on your such informative you know some of your episodes are so informative and so like oh my god and then she calls me on and i'm like don't sit on your own nuts <laughs> right right don't don't put your pants don't put your, put your cat in your pants and do don't meth. Put your sandwich <laughs> do lots of meth right. you'll live forever do. Yeah, and then look at what will happen to your COVID nineteen pounds. You don't have a panis anymore. You can solve the world's problems. There you go. We got this. There you go. We got this. Um, I love. That. Wow. Well, that was amazing. That was fun. Uh, yes. Hopefully, we didn't offend have, too many people. 
but I have one more. Oh, I have one yeah. more. Good one. Oh yeah, do yeah. Want, do you want do it? Do you want a fire one or do you want a, a nurse one? Whatever you think is mm. the funnier of the Um I have a, a pretty good one um that I was hundred percent sure there was a, a dead person that was coming back to life in the as a firefighter. And I was like fucking yeah. So again, middle of the night, same, same exact scenario as the first. Me, my partner, waiting for the boys of Shell Vista to get out of bed, shake off the sleep, get to the trucks, mm-hmm. get to the station, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Again, ODARG 30, full moon this time. Uh-oh. Full moon. Can you just say Which, something about the full moon? I mean, we all know it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Isn't it though? It's a thing. I mean, it's all I got that like pull, right? It's, yeah, it you're right. Sometimes. You're right. It does. We are what, what, how many percent, how much percent water? Like, I don't even remember. 80%? How, 75%? Like yeah. <laughs> I'm mostly pie, so I don't count. <laughs> it might be a lot of beer. But, but you normal people are a lot of water. I'm mostly cream and pumpkin fucking filling right now. Anyway, so a lot of stuff goes down on the full moon. We all know this. None of us can really explain why, but there's something about the moon and people. Um, and so, again, a single vehicle rollover. This second you know, second one, second one of these stories. And again, Susan's sitting in the passenger seat going through like, hmm, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so we get out to the scene in this, you see a truck, a pickup truck in, there's a lot of irrigation ditches out in the rural areas of Sonoma because there's a slew from the San Francisco Bay area. And there's a lot of ways to use the natural water that becomes fresh water to make the fields beautiful and ready to go. Mm. And so anyway, it's about a six foot um, deep irrigation ditch that this truck clearly just, you, there was no skid marks. There was nothing. Uh-oh. It was just this guy probably fell asleep and hit the ditch and flipped his truck over. And so my partner and I are getting down there and there I am again with my scary little helmet light and all my jump kit. And I'm like, Rebecca fucking sunny brick farm. Like I'm going to help you. You know, <laughs> I scramble down this, this deep ass embankment in my turnouts and like, nothing fits because I was a female firefighter in the early 90s and I had to wear just like small men's clothes which is some bullshit right there that's a whole other episode Mm. um anyway I get down there and I see that this guy like whoever called this in called it in like this guy had been dead for a while (gasps) he was flipped over still buckled in dangled he had lividity I reached in his jaw was stiff he was you know from what I could see he was already starting to pool you know he had no palpable carotid pulse cold yeah cold uh the truck was cold so it had been a while it had been a while really sad really sad like he looked like he was a painter you know Uh like oh I'm sure you got somebody at home waiting for you Mm -hmm. you know just sorts of things really did break my heart like Mm -hmm. well at least it was a quick one at least I hope it was and so I'm sitting there and I'm having this like moment you know with this dead guy like dude my you know my heart goes out to your friend just take a moment to sort of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. recognize that a life had been lost and like Mm -hmm. you know this is a human Mm -hmm. and we're all humans and I hear the engine roll up and I see their spotlights come on and like, they're all clambering out and they're all talking real loud. Cause y'all are such a real loud scene. And I'm like, Oh cool. They're here. And they're going to help maybe get this guy out. Cause it's a recovery and we're just going to try to help the coroner out yeah. and that sort of thing. So I'm sitting there and I'm like reaching in, uh, I'm thinking to myself, I'll see if I can get an ID off him. And so as I'm sitting there and there's no one near me. And as I'm sitting there, this guy 
dead as a doornail, hanging by a seatbelt. I'm I reach for his pocket and homeboy and you guys at home can't see me doing this, but homeboy starts doing this weird like roll in his dead ass face and his dead ass hands come towards me reaching and I made a noise that I'd never made in my life like I was like and I like I backed I I noped the fuck out of there and like I'm telling the story and the hair on my arms is standing up because I remember how terrified I was I reached there's there's a one of the firefighters is behind me and I'm clawing my way past him. I'm clawing up this embankment, like literal Scooby-Doo run with my claw hands, <laughs> flinging dirt behind me. And all that was happening was there were guys on the other side. Oh shit. And they were, they were just cutting his seatbelt <gasps> to get, to get him out. And he, I didn't, cause you know, you know, when you're focused yes. and you just like, so focused hearing, your peripheral yeah. and you're just in your head exactly it was just that and like let me tell you we have a we have a county-wide dispatch and county-wide you can hear <laughs> you can hear you can hear each other on the radio and <laughs> on the way back we're wrapped up we're going back to our stations i hear <laughs> and these assholes are fully like making like <laughs> guttural noise so hard i did not ever know that noises could ever (laughs) i could make that noise but you think you're brave you think you're real brave you're like oh i can handle that i could totally until you're in it and then you realize you make weird noises and then you try to claw your friends to death Mm -hmm. as you're trying to exit the room well yeah yeah it was we could do i mean i don't know if we should (laughs) a whole dead body episode Oh, oh I, I mean, I know that ugh, sounds escape the human, like, uh, weird sounds can escape post, yeah, yeah post-mortem. Dead people and people who are afraid of dead people make weird sounds, That's right, too. exactly, that's exactly <laughs> right. Oh my god, I have one last story, and then we'll wrap it up, if, if cool. that's cool. Well, so, Do it. I, um, you know, I was uh, stat nurse for a long time. And my sort of description of that. So basically you're a nurse, you run outside, you know, you work outside of the ICU and you act as like a critical care nurse to help intervene in emergencies, help keep people from coming to the ICU, whatever. Um, if they need to go to the, the unit, you, they go. But anyway, uh, I get called for a rapid response to this patient's room. And uh, this guy's in SVT with his heart rate of 180. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, it's, and I, you think, okay, how's the patient doing? What's their blood pressure? Blah, blah, blah. Stable, unstable. And um, he he has a blood pressure, but it's on the lower side. So I'm thinking, how much time do we have? Blah, blah, blah. We're going to have to emergently cardiovert. Blah, 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 blah. Well, the <laughs> stinking brand new resident, which I didn't know. You don't know what people's, how much time they have under their belt when they're in the room. <laughs> well, he was thinking, oh, I'm going to do some carotid massage. So he did um, bilateral <laughs> carotid massage and out. The patient just goes out. So then I'm like, oh, shit, now we have a dead person. You know, because like, <laughs> but anyway, he just made him black out. And um, he did actually get him out of the, ri- the rhythm. And I was looking at him like, 
holy shit, holy shit. Because, you know, because in the moment you're like assessing this, what's happening and you're getting pieces together and like, you know, I'm in, I've got the other stat nurse with me. We're both thinking like, okay, well, we're going to probably emergently have to do this and what's his accents, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, the docs over there does, I don't know, wasn't very long, but like <laughs> out like a light, the guy just went out like a light because he occluded both Dude. carotids, which basically you didn't got blood flow to your brain. And so then he right. passed the fuck out and, um, but converted. Oh my God. Converted back to I normal thought, side of rhythm. I've always heard that, you know, in paramedic training and nurse training, like you just never do carotid massage. And if you do, it's only one. And it's like, oh my God. I've never seen anybody ever do it since. Ever, ever, you ever. You just blow into a syringe, right? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's yeah, I know. Oh yeah. I think I, I think I was like, try to bear down, sir. And then the guy's boop a boop goes over. and it's like, let me just go ahead and pass this guy out for us. I was just <laughs> like, oh, shit. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> but he was fine. He was like, wow, oh. what was that? What just happened? You know. What did the resident say? Was he like, <laughs> oh, sorry. He said, oh, shoot. Maybe I should only done one side. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the good news is? Is that, that cat's never going to make that mistake again. Absolutely. You know? ah, what did we learn? Oh. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shenanigans. Oh. All right. Well, I'm such God. good stuff. I hope that you guys out there got a good belly laugh because certainly I did. And it's like the laughter mm. is the best medicine, I swear. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, Susan. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Time with everybody out there. Just for the record, your episode killed. So, you know, everybody loves oh. you. Like, Well, that's awfully kind. Yeah. But I love you. And I, I really love that. That really needs to just be said that you're forum for people to come on nurses to come on and talk about the things that matter to them is really really great and crucial to a lot of people healing and you know like we talked earlier about Nicole Doan's episode and a couple of other episodes that I've had you know the ability to listen to and just really enjoy um this is really special what you do and oh. I really appreciate it I appreciate you thank you I'm thankful for you I'm thankful for you <laughs> And if I could, I'd give you a big hug, but I'll do it after we get a vaccine. Yeah, let's do. Okay. Let's hug. hug. I'm a hugger. I am too. It's my love language. Touch, I think, is a love language. My love language. Same. It's been really weird. It's hard. Yeah. Hard times, for sure. All right. Well, um, everybody out there, stay safe, stay sane. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much, Susan. Thanks, Nicole. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you're listening. Also, feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in any stories. Just make sure they're HIPAA compliant. Also, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast. We'll see you on the next one.